Hi everyone. Yeah, everything is set. Yeah, this is like a new take on a pre-existing format. Because there is a great chance that more people are going to be listening to this. So I'm calling this season three. If you're interested into season two and one, and how this really started, probably you need to visit my website or the podcast's website at your favorite platform. This is called Connectionism, Tribute Connectionism. And this is a trip into and about myself using, you know, as you see, dialogue, speech, and uh, ambient, and a bit of techno music. Of course, appropriate for one to think, rather than bangers. It's not really a club that we're aiming for here. It's always a question that I've been asked whenever someone asks me, so what do you do? And it's always difficult to answer this question. The simplest answer is, I'm a holistic coach, educator, and artist. That's it. And then when they ask, what does that mean? The final answer that I'm comfortable with was, I cannot answer you without, dra without me dragging you down with me. You cannot answer this question. I cannot answer this question, your question, without involving you in what I do. And basically what I do is engage in dialogue about the understanding of the human self. And as a result, the understanding of humanity in general. Because what soon realizes, what soon one realizes, is that what the, what, what's the makeup of me is exactly the makeup of each and everyone. Now, while that's just an intellectual jibber-jabber or intellectual talk or speech to make one seem or sound a little bit more open-minded, huh? sophisticated, in intellectual, and also maybe like a good person. But when you go down to it, my pain is different than your pain. My story is different than, than your story. And on and on and on. You realize one realizes the boundaries and whatever limits one's life in general. Now, if I drag you into this dialogue or into what I do, that means that your buttons are going to be pushed. And you're probably going to hate me or call me something or another. Or this is not, this is not appropriate talk for a getting, you know, getting to know one another. But even getting to know one another, what does that mean? Do I, am I really getting to know you? Or am I getting to know what you show me of you? Am I interested in how you want to be portrayed? Or should I be interested in who you truly are? <clears throat> Deep topics and philosophical topics are not that different from small talk. Which is kind of a trend. It's like, I don't like small talk. I, not, I like to get into things. But getting into things are actually just another way of saying, I want to express my sophisticated opinions about things that I consider important. But it is still my opinion. What I believe is right or wrong. Which is captivated, actually. This is kind of like the whole setup of why I hate or love and I'm only interested in expressing it. I'm not really interested, apparently most of us are not interested in understanding themselves anew. All the time. This is one way of looking at it. What I do, and what other people like me do. It's understanding of life. Holy. Not as from the world holy, like, you know, 
religious, but as a whole, every time you interact with the world and every time I interact with myself. Now, what does this mean? To understand myself in you every time. That means that whatever happened in the past, I face it now if it pops up. With a potential, with, uh, with, with an unknown potential of what might happen. Meeting a new person, a new opposite sex, or someone of your sexual interests. Sorry, Ivan. There are so many different sexual interests. Meeting life anew all the time. It is kind of exhausting if you think about it. It's like, oh, wow. Whew. Who has time for this? Who has energy? Who has stomach to... Who has space to stomach all this? And I agree. I really do. Just that makes me reconsider how I'm living and re-actually take a deeper look of why am I alive for? Right? Whatever jobs my day-to-day -day interactions, day-to-day, -day, you know, the whole kind of underlying philosophy of my day that makes up my life. It's a very... courageous as much as encouraging way of socializing. Socializing with me, socializing with the people like me, not like me as in me or who me, but like me in, as in the people who are interested in the abundance of life rather than, you know, keeping ourselves busy. <laughs> or achieve a certain social status or a group of friends or whatever, you know? You want to call it authentic living, but every kind of terminology that you will be using, unfortunately, is going to be already hijacked by a certain group or another. Either you're going to be a called a feminist or, a, I don't know, a hippie or, or an idealist or a liberal or an atheist or, agnostic whatever there, oh my god there are so many groups that just like everyone wants to have a place and to be on the map well what is being said is basically you know what no i'm just trying to describe whatever is going on with me as clearly as possible to the person who's talking with me you know to demonstrate kind of uh demonstrate myself in a way that is comprehensible to the other But then certain words end up being like territorial. This means this and this means that. Did we forget that words are actually nothing but pointers at a meaning that is within a person for a moment, not even for all time? Now, of course, most of us are people of belief. Not even religious belief, just belief. I believe self-belief or national belief or patriarchal belief or religious belief, of course, scientific belief and etc. But essentially, all words are just pointers of meaning. Vehicle. And most of the time is lost in miscommunication. So understanding that, seeing that truly, you know, what would that do to my daily interactions and the way that I converse with myself? See, it's kind of exhausting. <laughs> if you expect to have such conversation in daily living, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting that we should talk like this all the time, discussing how we live 
all the time we're living. No, not really. Maybe this is kind of like a, really an exploration and journey of inquiry within oneself for a time being, but that does not mean that it's not separate from my daily living. I'm exploring my daily living now in this bracket of time seriously with you in such a way of communication. But that doesn't mean that in my daily living, away from this hour of connectionism, doesn't mean that I'm any less serious. I am. All that's happening is that I am observing whatever is happening and speaking up. There is no script here. It's just talking. But I'm in daily living. I'm just looking. And that's probably the way I express myself in such a way. Your way will be different. Definitely will be different. Because if it's not different, then we're back to the same shit again. You copying someone else. And I think, I don't know about you, but I am personally done with copies. And when I see one, I point it out. And if that's not enough, then I just walk away. Because enough time has been wasted. And I mean that...
Sorry about the video feed if you're watching this on YouTube, but something happened and we have to continue without a video feed for today. But back to the same thing that we were talking about. Said that we don't have time, enough time, or I don't have time <laughs> for dealing with copies of life. This past segment was kind of an introduction, or a reintroduction, a retroduction. But it seems that me personally, I feel like I really don't have time. Don't have time for what? That's the question. And it's a very good question. Because indeed, I don't have time. Uh, don't I have time for a particular thing or another? Judging one thing or another, right? I said that I don't have time for copies. And I'm dealing with the newness of life. How can I deal with that? Interact with a world that is copying one another, copying what's around. Uh, how can I interact with an entity that is mimicking the environment that it, that it grew up in and it's surrounded by? A dependent entity. Fully. Like that's the way by which that entity lives. Of course, before saying that about the other, about myself, do I see how dependent I am? If I want to see how dependent I am, what do I look for? Do I look for something? Or I just look If I have an idea or a belief about myself that I'm a free person, I need to really look because that's a huge thing to say. Not a huge thing to say as in you have to prove it. No, 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 no. Just saying it means that you're not. If one asks, are you free? It's like, well, we will see. Or I am seeing whatever is happening. Because if you do believe anything, no matter how noble or whatever it is, that's it. <clears throat> and that's what the mind does. It's kind of a retelling of the conviction, retelling of the story over and over, modified in, in the present, but still pre-existing story. So that's probably how we're going to say like what I don't have time for. At least that's what I'm seeing more and more in my day because it really wastes a lot of energy and it, it's just it's just you realize you're going and on and on and on but you're not leaving this you're not leaving the space where you are operating i'm not gonna call it space but the limited space which looks like a loop circle that you're operating in it sounds in my day that I'm doing some progress, but actually, am I really doing any progress? Let me see what happens. So when I say I don't have time for something, I really don't know what is it that, that I don't have time for. In a way, I don't have time for telling myself how things are and rather and rather looking at things as they are right if you're going to come and tell me about something about me or another or me telling myself about that I will look at it but I'm not going to engage in a game of proving or disproving a game of manipulation, right? Even even if I was manipulating in the act, I'm having a conversation about the importance of that conversation, the importance of that dialogue, 
will have dominance because that is the most important thing. Clarity and you, the relationship that we're having together. So that coming into play in my daily life and in my existence as I am is very, very tricky. And that's why we meditate. I'm saying we. I'm going to say why I meditate. And now as a result, meditation is not an activity, but rather a necessity. It's not an activity that I do to get certain things. But it is a necessity. Um, I'm saying it as a necessity because of how things are and how things were. I don't know if there is a world that exists in some point in the future where meditation becomes not a necessity. But honestly, if I'm going to like kind of indulge myself in this sci-fi piece, <laughs> I would say these days meditation doesn't really seem like an activity because it's really integrated in my daily living, like in my not meditation practice. It's just a lifestyle thing that doesn't really interest me. When I'm talking about like, you know, watching every moment. Not, again, not deliberate watching or choosing to watch. It's just you're watching. Of course, some things you catch, some things you don't. But you're watching. And you're watching and you're watching and watching and watching. This watching does not mean that you're not talking to yourself. Or that thought is not active. But the watching part is inclusive of all. Basically waking up every moment that you're dying. Every time you sleep, you wake up. And I, that shouldn't sound like a, like a duty. No, whenever I... Like the moment you realize you're asleep, you're already awake, right? And that's it. That's basically it. The moment I notice myself asleep, that notification, that note, the act of noticing, that attention is by itself the waking up. And then you realize from this point, it's impossible not to meditate. But it seems that we have certain things that we're convinced 100% that they're true, and we have other things that we're not convinced that they're true. Now, what's being suggested here, that everything that is believed in is not true. Everything is open. Every idea, belief, thought, whatever it is, it is open. Because at some point, I really don't know what I believe in. I am acting on certain beliefs, but I don't know exactly which beliefs are they. Maybe there are beliefs of self-worth, as high or low, racist maybe, don't really know if you're racist or not, but chances that you are in one way or another. I mean, the way racism, you know, favoring one group over the other. Was it a matter of race, skill, even style of music, whatever it is. Basically, we don't know who we are. I, there is, yeah, getting to know myself anew all the time. Like, in one way, it sounds in a mainstream sense, it's like, what the hell is this? But in another sense, imagine that. Like, in a way, it could be heard like you're reinventing yourself the whole time, but it's, there is no really re no reinvention. It's just this so hard to express. Like, as I am living, as I am in freedom, like, the more I live, more. 
as one lives. And exists. As freedom is. So, it's not a goal. It's just whatever is inside of me. Understanding that every idea limits me and limits my interactions, limits what I say and what I don't say, the whole thing. So living in freedom instead of chasing it. And that could be not what you're looking for. Yeah, but then maybe you'll I doubt that whoever is listening still doubt that those are, are the kind of people, but that, that's the thing. If you're still listening, then I guess you're here for exactly that, which I am here for, I suppose. There's no easy way of living. And not as the way as there is, there is any other way. But you realize that all the ways are fragmented and limited in their own sense. Yeah. So I guess we're in this together, no?
Now, since we are in this together, we're together. We're not together because we believe in something, that we share a belief, or a skin color, this, that, or the other. We're together because of something. We're together because... The immeasurability of one's life. The immeasurability of not one's worth, but one's value. Not one as in the idea of one. But this immeasurable value which is life, let's say. We always measure things, but when it comes to life and what you know, Nate what is you know, being alive I've spent a great deal of time, years, and energy trying to see what I fit and what do I do that kind of will resonate with that apparently now an immeasurable value. And that left me almost all the time unsatisfied. We say that I am not where I do. I am where not I I am not where I come from. But those things, those structures are so deeply engraved and wired in us that it's really kind of almost impossible to really let go of deliberately. We're in this together. I'm stronger because of you and you're stronger because of me. But not, I'm not stronger for you, and you're not stronger for me. I witness you the more as I witness myself. As if these values, or that value, is meeting itself. And I really don't know what that means, one way or another. That doesn't mean that I need refuge in, in you and whatever, because I'm good on my own. And by good, I mean collected. Hurtful was it or pleasant? Snapping out of it when I see corruption happening. Beating myself up, no longer, when one wakes up. There's no time to beat yourself up, time for what? Remeasure myself, remeasure my steps, this, that, or the other. We are together, whatever that means. How we continue is of no proof, no indication, whatever indication there is. Still, that is the hunger of the past. And it dissolves as I wake up. It dies as I wake up. You are here and I am there. We are indeed friends. 
But this friendship has no entitlement whatsoever. This mutual witnessing is not a demand. It's nothing but a fact. So whenever I do reduce it into a form, I'll be there to puncture that balloon of a form for you and you me instead of building on each other's illusions. Otherwise we'll be carried on blinded as we were in the past, hypnotized by a shared past. One might say this is such a way of living, cold, heartless. It's like, yeah, maybe to you, because you've been a victim your whole life and you plan on continuing to do so. But I am done. What will you do then? You who are dependent on me. You dependent, or you who are dependent on a system that thrives on, on dependency. I'm not breaking your world. I'm just being wherever I am. But in one way, do you consider me a threat? Not me as in me. And I will take that back. But you do consider the free a threat. People who are free to do whatever, think whatever, feel whatever. And that doesn't mean that those are mindless actions and mindless emotions and whatever it is. But freedom is a threat to the conditioned, is a threat to the dependent. And I think we don't say this enough. We don't say how much our world is filled with fear. And that doesn't include the diplomatically correct lands and spaces that we live in. We really don't know how much hypocritical our spaces are that we coexist in. So I guess we are in this together indeed. But I'm on my own, my own and you are on your own. And isn't this enough?
Yeah. I mean, isn't this the you being on my own, on me, on mine? Isn't this what breaks most relationships, especially the romantic ones? Yeah. I mean, I've read about this quite a lot in books and writers like Gibran Khalid Gibran and Rumi and the mystics and Lao Tzu, the whole, you know, all of these people and the others who I didn't hear about or read into. To be in into me but not for me is <laughs> nourishing really to be into me but not for me is nourishing really <laughs> I don't know if there is more that needs to be said, honestly. Maybe then uh, I'll entertain you while I try my best to pick the right track for the closing. Hmm. I mean... I really don't know what to say. It's just a very nice line. And uh, I mean, I'm kind of blown away. But what has been said just now, you know. And uh, I don't know how much this of this was healing and how much of this was nourishing and how much of this was a fabrication of own, one's own mind. But if anything, I can't say this. I feel still. And it's not like I wish you the same as if it's better than whatever you're feeling. But, well, let's see each other the next time we meet. <laughs>